Welcome to the Woman Warriors Podcast, where we're working to help you call a truce with your anxiety. The information in this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health professional. Now, here's your host, Elizabeth Cush, LCPC. Hi, and welcome back to the Woman Warriors podcast. Thanks again to all of you listeners and subscribers. If you have not subscribed, I would love to have you do so. It helps increase the audience, but it also um, lets iTunes or whoever the podcast provider know that people are listening and tuning in and then get shared with a broader audience. So I would truly appreciate subscribers, as well as if you feel so moved to write a review, um, an honest review of what you think of the podcast. That'd be great too. Today, my guest is Jennifer Wolf Hagstrom. She is a licensed clinical social worker in Amherst, New Hampshire. She's passionate about connection through kindness and brings her passion for social justice and creative spirit to her therapy work. After earning her master's in social work in New York City, she found her way back to New England to reconnect with nature and a slower lifestyle. Jennifer has a variety of experiences contributing to her clinical style, including a bachelor's degree in education, six years of not-for-profit trauma-informed work, intensive dialectical behavior therapy training, and a decade of personal mindfulness practice, as well as a lifetime of creative exploration. Jennifer and I are going to be talking about soul collage and how bringing soul collage into therapy can really enhance the therapeutic experience. So I hope you enjoy the conversation. Hi, Jennifer. Welcome to the Woman Warriors podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, I'm really excited to chat today. Um, Jennifer is going to talk to us about all kinds of creative things we can do in therapy. But uh, before we jump into that, if you wouldn't mind just telling the audience a little bit about you and what got you where you are today, what inspired you to do the work you do. Sure. So I'm a clinical social worker in private practice, and I'm at a residential farm setting, and I work with people of any gender or sexual identity to heal from trauma and learn to connect with themselves and love themselves. Um, many of my clients have anxiety and sensitivity and um, a need for more skills to live a meaningful life that they really enjoy. Um, it's been a, a long, long journey to get here, as, as all of our journeys are. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, uh, I actually didn't know that I would be a social worker for quite a long time. I was kind of dabbling with um, theater, and then maybe I was going to be a teacher and <laughs> a bunch of different things. And I wow. kind of fell into social work when I had started teaching. And I was like, 
I, I care more about emotions than I do about, you know, curriculum. Right. Um, and so then I just kind of like started doing some, some social worky jobs with kids and, um, that kind of led me to, you know, okay, well, this is what I want to do and, uh, get my degree. And since then I've been doing clinical work, um, in either an outpatient settings or private group practices and, my private practice now just turned a year old. Um, oh, so, yay! Very exciting. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. I'm learning more and more that the more authentic and connected I am with myself, the more everything's kind of aligning uh, for me to be doing stuff that you know really fills me up and makes me feel really good, rather than doing a nine to five kind of situation. So uh, I I bring I bring all of that to the work with my clients, you know, like all of us do, I think, you know, the relationship is so important, because we connect as human beings. And, you know, I, I'm also a person with anxiety. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I'm, I'm also a trauma survivor. I'm also a a person that has gone through a lot of uh, trials and tribulations and healing. And I like to, to bring that to share with other people, because I know when I was in some of those places, I definitely didn't think it was possible to come out the other side. Yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah. So, so I like to kind of bring in these different modalities like you, um, uh, we were kind of talking about uh, going into the animal-assisted work that I do and then also some creative expression stuff and soul collage work. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of these things are pieces that, you know, I feel very strongly about clinically, partially because it's helped me as well. Mm. Um, and and I've seen it help so many others. So uh, that's kind of my style, really kind of authentic and, yeah. um, you know, just being myself and... Well, and it's amazing to me, sorry to interrupt you, but that the value of being authentic and knowing, you know, true to yourself so that the work feels, you know, uh, real and um, that we're really present in it takes a lot of our own work to get there. (laughs) Oh, yeah. 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 And I don't think I fully understood that going into graduate school. I mean, I'm, I'm a relatively new graduate, you know, my private practice is going to be four years old. So um, yeah, very exciting. Um, but they don't really, they didn't really talk about that. You know, they were like, well, you should be in therapy at some point in your life. I'm like, well, how about ongoing therapy while I'm doing therapy? Because <laughs> I need to know what's happening for me while this is all happening. But anyway, Oh, yeah. And I, I think that that's something that, I mean, definitely within my realm with social work, you know, it's a little more, you know, less of a us and them kind of thing. But mm-hmm. there's still that kind of idea of like, you know, well, you're going to be the the clinical person doing the clinical work, helping a person that, you know, isn't a clinician or something like that. So there being this divide and this idea, you know, that we should know everything and we should have all of the answers, but there's no way to be in a place where you're really comfortable to help anybody else unless you've done similar stuff for yourself, I think. Yeah. Um, I and I, I, yeah, I definitely wish in my grad program that was like mandatory, you know, yeah. I wish it was. Yeah. Um, cause yeah. I, I definitely, uh, I mean, that's been one of the greatest tools that I've had for contributing to the work that I'm doing with my clients is 
the work I've done for myself. Mm -hmm. Amen. I am 100% (laughs) there with you on that. Um, So you briefly mentioned that you use some more creative interventions in your therapy practice. So talk to us a little bit about that. And, you know, especially with as relating to anxiety, maybe trauma, why using creative interventions can be incredibly helpful. Yeah, so, um, you know, I use many different interventions. um, And all of them are really kind of aimed at helping people to feel safe and relaxed, and able to connect with their own stories and their own truth. And and so every kind of different modality that I'm using has that kind of goal. Mm -hmm. So, you know, creativity in general helps us shift from this logical brain mindset, um, you know, and when we're usually in that mindset, we're trying to find the answers and figure out, you know, A to B and how can we, you know, fix this problem kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But when we can kind of shift to the right brain a little bit more, we can connect with our subconscious and what's kind of going on beneath the surface to address what our brain is really focused on behind the scenes. Mm. Um, And, uh, you know, I'm thinking about the work that I do with soul collage. So, um, you know, someone might come into session and be like, Oh, I'm fine. Everything's good. We don't need to talk about anything. I don't even know what we're going to do today, you know, right. And then uh, I'm like, Okay, well, why don't we just, you know, do some soul collage and see what happens. And then all of a sudden, you know, um, this big stuff um, emerges. And and it's from being able to feel safe and comfortable and kind of connect with your own self in that way. And then it's like, whoa, you know, maybe your inner critic is really running the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and we need to really address that. Or maybe you're feeling really unsafe or really, really anxious. And that stuff will just come up in the creative process, you know, just kind of allowing to tap into to the subconscious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the, getting the less logical problem solving part of your brain to relax, to mm-hmm. allow that creative process to kind of give you that grounding and balance so that you can access all that stuff. Yeah, and I think especially for for those of us with anxiety, there is this draw and this pull to find all of the answers all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Predict all the problems and find the answers. (laughs) Yes. So, you know, if there is a problem, there must be a very clear solution that we will find and then we will fix it. Um, And and that's not always the way (laughs) the world works. (laughs) No. Um, And, you know, I found for myself, uh, you know, and I do soul collage for myself, you know, being able to really let these different parts of myself show up like my inner critic or my, you know, part that feels in chaos or my anxious self, you know, then I'm able to really be like, whoa, like, Mm. we need to take care of this. You know, I need to listen to these parts of myself that are trying to grapple with finding control when they can't, Um, Mm. you know, and how can we find peace and safety in a world that that feels so out of control sometimes, and yeah. in, in our lives that feel so out of control sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so soul collage allows to, you know, first you can see that stuff that comes up, and then it can uh, create this dialogue that you have um, with these different parts of yourself. Um, you know, so I might ask my anxious self, like, what do you need right mm, now? Yeah. Um, or can you tell me why you're here? Like, why are you showing up? Yeah. Um, and to really kind of tap into that inner wisdom. And really, we, I mean, and I really believe we have all of the answers 
for ourselves. Yeah. Um, as as long as we can connect with ourselves enough to really see all of the different dynamics going on within ourselves. Absolutely. That just that openness to listening and awareness to to be able to to hear it and feel it and be present yeah. with it. Can yeah. you can you because we've I I've done soul collage a couple of times. Mm-hmm. But I would love for you to sort of describe, explain the process of what it really is and how how it does help us access those parts and dialogue with them. Yeah. So I I just recently became a soul collage facilitator. Um, so I went to big training in nice. California and got my little certificate, um, which is great because now I can actually talk about soul collage, um, which is a, a trademark um, yeah. trademark thing. Mm-hmm. It's like whole method and process that is developed by Cena Frost. Um, and, you know, she has a bunch of resources, books and audio recordings and things like that, that really dive deeper into soul collage deeper than I'm going to be able to explain here. In a few minutes. Sure, sure. Um, But just so the audience has an idea of what we're talking about for their own. Yeah. So it's a creative method um, where you make these small collages on cards about, they're about five by eight, I think. Um, And you just kind of show different pieces of yourself on each individual card. So you create a deck of cards that are your own. Mm-hmm. Um, and they really are kind of like slivers of your soul, pieces of your soul. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you, you have, there are different suits to the deck, but, you know, the, the basic essence of it is you're externalizing these parts that you have within yourself into a collage that then you can look at separate from yourself and dialogue with to have an idea of, you know, what this part of you needs to say or why it's there. Um, You know, the messages that it has for you, the gifts that it can provide um, or also how it might be getting in the way for you. Mm. Um, So, you know, you kind of create these different collages and um, it can kind of really kind of, open things wide. I mean, when I do workshops, or I work with clients doing soul collage, there's usually this kind of moment of like, whoa. Mm. (laughs) Um, Because like, at first, you're like, Oh, we're just making a cute little collage. Like, Oh, this is cool. I like this picture. I like that picture. And, um, and then when we kind of allow it to speak, or allow it to kind of tell us who it is, or why it's there, that's usually when the, (laughs) the whoa moment happens of like, Oh, my gosh, there's this part of me that I didn't even realize was you know there or I had no idea that I was feeling so you know fill in the blank yeah yeah. insecure you know upset or whatnot yeah Uh, so so through the process of creating these little mini collages with I guess magazine art right it can be yeah really just anything that's um a, a visual I use a lot of books that I find from like Goodwill or something like that oh okay but uh, yeah, or you can you can also create your own images that go on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the easiest way is just you know you can go through a magazine and cut out images that pop out to you, and then put them together the way that it feels right, and um, and then you've got a card. Yeah, and so tell us what are some of the questions that help you like dialogue with this part, or even 
I mean, do people know what part is showing up on the card before they begin the sort of dialoguing after process? I, I feel like at first, like when you're first starting out with it, um, probably not. Mm. Um, you know, maybe once you've done it a few times, you might have an idea of like, oh, that's interesting before you actually dialogue with it. But usually it's just kind of like, oh, these are nice images that I kind of like. Um, and then when the dialogue happens, um, you can kind of get an idea. So the the big phrase, the, the phrase that goes along with soul collage and the method is, I am one who... Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of start with that. So allowing the card to to tell you, I am one who, you know, is patient. I am one who is anxious. I am one who is worried, um, you know, and, and kind of explore that question a little bit with the card. Um, and then I like to have the card kind of present what gifts it has for me. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, there's also this this uh, tenant of soul collage that there can be, you know, um, positive and negative light and dark to each card. So, you know, even if it's this card, that's kind of scary to look at, what are you going to offer me? Like, mm-hmm. what gifts do you have for me? Mm-hmm. Um, and then what gifts can I give to you? You know, how mm-hmm. can I help you out um, this part that's showing up? Wow. Um, and, uh, you know, what's the message for today? Because there's also this belief that the cards are going to maybe have a different message depending on the day, depending on the moment, you know, um, because we are evolving, dynamic human beings that, you know, might be different one moment from the next. Mm, I love that. I like that idea that, that yeah, that it may shift and change the the yeah the messages yeah and that's really powerful too i mean for myself my my inner critic card um which is um you know a really intense mm. scary looking card <laughs> um that showed up just kind of the way that i'm talking about it like just doing soul collage one day and boom there it is wow. um and you know over time that card is now speaking so much gentler to me mm-hmm. um you know at first it was like wow you, you need to do this and you need to do that and and now when it pops up it's kind of like hey remember that i'm here and kind of keep me in check wow um, wow which is just really powerful um mm. just really amazing and i think also you know shows the the amount of growth that this method can offer um you know we can once we can see these pieces then we can kind of be a little more aware of them and and know what we need to do so that we can be you know living the life we want to live rather than the the life designed by the inner critic you know yeah yeah well and to me that the the question you know what are your gifts is that what you said Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like i love that there's that opportunity to acknowledge that there is there is some benefit or there is some positive that this this part of you is coming from a place of wanting to help mm-hmm. and and maybe the inner critic isn't always as kind as we would like it to be, but it mm-hmm. comes from a place of good intentions mm-hmm. yeah because um, there's yeah. a reason all of our parts are there, you know um, right right they they all are attempting to serve a purpose mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and and acknowledging what the positives are, like, uh, I don't know, I just think with self-compassion too, you know, acknowledging that even though we're struggling, like maybe this struggle is helping me see myself better, you know, mm-hmm. and helping me be more in tune with what I need in these moments. 
Yeah. And, and that meaning making can be, you know, so important, especially for those of us that, you know, feel really deeply or, um, you know, want to hope for there to be a bigger purpose to our struggles, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. And um, so for you, soul collage, uh, from what I understand, it can be done individually, as well as in a group. Is mm-hmm. that right? Yeah. And, and so does the process of sharing, I know, f- for me, initially learning about soul collage, like the idea of bringing forth these parts that I wasn't 100% sure what was going to show up in a group setting felt a little overwhelming. Yeah. But talk, can you talk about what that process is like for groups that you've held? Yeah, so, you know, the the idea of developing safety and having a safe space uh, is really, really crucial and important because we're really, and I, and I always kind of preface um, workshops or groups that I hold, you know, with this because we're, we're sharing pieces of our souls here. Mm-hmm. You know, th- this isn't just, you know, I'm going to tell you my name and the job that I do kind of thing. Like this is, you know, deep stuff that warrants, um, you know, really important holding space. So individually, like when I'm working with a client, we have that safe space already developed, right? Because that's the relationship that we have and the consistency of the office and the, you know, all of the things that are kind of set up. But in a group, um, there's a need to to really create and honor the safety of the space by, you know, I use a meditation bell by kind of showing like this is going to be a sacred time. And mm. I'm going to, you know, show that by bringing the bell at the beginning and the end, because this is a different kind of space than if we were to bump into each other at the grocery store, um, or something like that. And mm. then also, I like to kind of ease into the sharing. So, you know, at first, if we do if we're going to do a few cards within a workshop or a group, um, the first card, maybe you just process on your own so that you can feel safe in sharing, you know, whatever you want to share after you've processed the card. Okay. Um, so, you know, have everybody kind of process their own. Then we'll go around and be like, if you want to share, you can tell us kind of like the the gem that came from your card, like a one sentence gem or something. Uh-huh. Um, and then if feeling comfortable enough with your second card, you'd be able to process. But there's also this this idea in Soul Collage that we are allowing for each individual to find their own answers and to access their own wisdom. So we are not going to interpret for anybody else. We are like the, the best gift we can give is to bear witness mm. and to just see what's happening and, um, you know, allow that to be the, the, the great gift we're giving, because I think a lot of us want to want to help, right? So if somebody yeah. is maybe struggling to find a word, or they're not really sure, you know, what the card is saying, maybe try and give them suggestions or something. But that's, that's not the, the purpose. The purpose yeah. is for you to tap into your own wisdom and your own truth. Yeah. Um, so I really kind of set that up. And I, throughout a workshop or a group, I you know, explain many times, like, remember, remember, this is deep soul work, remember, your greatest gift is to bear witness, you know, and usually within the the setting that I'll, I'll overhear people when they're interacting with a partner, um, processing a card being like, Oh, I'm not supposed to say anything. So I won't say anything. <laughs> um, but I think those reminders are really important, because um, we're not used to this kind of connection in our 
in our world, in our culture, even. Yeah. Um, you know, we're not used to share, bearing our souls to one another and just witnessing it. We're, mm. you know, we're very much about like helping and, you know, getting through the day and doing what needs to be done and, and whatnot. And um, so I think it takes a lot of reminders and pointers when you're first starting to understand. And then over time, you know, participants, if they come to multiple ones, they'll just kind of know. And that can be also the draw of coming back. Yeah. uh, Because, you know, you can be safe in your space and people are just going to witness and and that's okay. That is (laughs) very cool. And uh, I was reminded of an exercise. I was just recently at a um, intensive self-compassion retreat. And Mm. one of the exercises we did uh, in like a group of three was each person had a chance to tell a story that, you know, was difficult, but they grew from they gained mm-hmm. some knowledge or, you know, came away with something positive, you know, there was a silver lining. And you had five minutes to tell the story. And the other two people couldn't speak. They were just bearing witness. They were just mm-hmm. there with compassionate expression and, you know, mm-hmm. whatever we needed to do to make the person feel heard. But for each one of us in my little group, it was this sense of like, how different the story can be if we're allowed to just tell it without anyone else asking questions, or, mm-hmm. you know, reaching out or offering suggestions, if we can just speak this whatever it is, it was very powerful, very powerful, Mm. which sort of reminds me of this process too. Like, I can share what I need to share with people that are just willing to be here and be with me in this. Yeah, I I think that I mean, that sounds like a really great exercise and really kind of reinforcing that space is okay. You Mm -hmm. know, um, silence is okay. I think that's another thing for, especially for those of us that are anxious. Like if there's silence, it's like, oh, oh say something. <laughs> we need to like ask a question or, or you know, lead the conversation or whatnot. But right. um, you know, if we can just like trust that it's all going to be okay, even if we don't say anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. That it can be really, really powerful for both ends. You know, the person telling and the person witnessing. Yes, mm-hmm. I, I agree. Um, and you had mentioned earlier that uh, some of the, you know, the population that you specialize working with are trauma survivors. Mm-hmm. Um, is soul collage work a good thing to do with people who've experienced trauma? Yeah, yeah, I think... Um as with anything you're doing in session with a person that's experienced trauma, you want to be really aware of, you know, trauma theory and uh, kind of understand the process of needing to heal and, and whatnot. And, you know, as I've been integrating soul collage more into my individual sessions, I've, I've also realized kind of the, the nuances to, to how to access it. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, if you're in the beginning stages of treatment, um, it's going to be more about, you know, developing safety skills and uh, being able to feel safe and comfortable in your own body and know that you can, you know, handle whatever's going to happen before right. you jump into all of the processing of everything that happened, you know, if you ever go there. Yeah. Um, so, you know, 
with that, uh, having the structure around it. So for example, you know, if I've got somebody coming in and they're interested in soul collage, but we're at the beginning of our, you know, trauma treatment stages, it'll be more about like, let's create a card. Um, you know, th- it'll be more intentional. So let's mm-hmm. create a card that is your, you know, safety card. Mm-hmm. Um, or let's create a card that is going to represent self care or nurturing, um, or, or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. it'll be kind of contained, like you want to have that container so that it feels safe. Um, because certainly if you just kind of like, <laughs> mm-hmm. let's just see what happens. Um, you know, we could definitely jump in and I, I call it like, you know, pushing, pushing you off a cliff with no parachute. You right. Know, and I, and right. I don't want to do that. Um, mm-hmm. That's not going to be helpful for anybody. So but but there are ways to, you know, and then maybe down the line, once we've got those safety skills and, you know, able to maybe dip our toe into processing a little bit of, of past trauma, um, then we could, you know, see what's a little deeper to come up, mm-hmm. um, you know, again, with with those um, containers and the, the safety yeah. stuff set up. Um, nice. but it, yeah, it can still be really powerful. Um, you know, just kind of following the, the trauma theory stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I love that idea of, I mean, as hopefully any trauma therapists are doing this, but yes, having that safe space mm-hmm. within yourself that no matter what you're talking about, you have that option to go back to that, whether it's the card or a mm-hmm. visualization or a place within yourself or your home that feels safe. Yeah. Um, that's so important. Yes. Yeah. So if people were interested in finding out more about soul collage or um, how to find a therapist who's doing soul collage, how would, how would they find them? Yeah. So the soul collage website, soulcollage.com. Mm-hmm. Um, there are so many resources on there. The The website is, um, it's not the most modern website, <laughs> disclaimer, um, but there, but there is, it's a rich treasure trove, you know, if you dig around on there, um, but you can find lists of workshops mm-hmm. um, and you can, you know, search by your area, which I think is really, really neat. And if anyone's interested, the best way to really get exposed to it is to go to an introductory workshop, okay. um, you know, to experience it for yourself is really, um, you know, you can read about it all you want, but when you experience it, that's really where you can see the power of it. Yeah. Um, and there's also, you know, a lot of uh, resources and articles on the website as well about just kind of what is it, what are the principles, um, you know, things like that, uh, mm-hmm. that are great, great yeah. to find. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you had, you know, a tip or some piece of knowledge that you would like to impart to the listeners, what that, what might that be? I think if you're able to find ways to allow the different parts of yourself to be heard. Mm. Um, I think that there's, there's so much healing work that can happen with that. Um, Mm -hmm. So whether that's through soul collage or, you know, a different creative expression or, you know, um, even just talk therapy as well, but being able to um, access your different parts and let them really speak their truth. um, Oh yeah. Yeah. So powerful. That's my tip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, hopefully in a future podcast, well, I would do actually have somebody um, lined up to interview about internal family systems, which is oh, all yes. about connecting with your parts. And, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, very powerful. And, uh, 
it's easy, I feel like, to integrate the parts work into other types of therapies, such as like mm-hmm. soul collage, but also talk therapy, meditation, mm-hmm. so much, so much self-compassion, all those practices. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a lot of overlap, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. So soulcollage.com, that mm-hmm. I will add to the show notes. But how do people find you? So I'm, uh, I'm online. I have a website uh, for my private practice. It's kindnesscornerfarm.com. Mm. Also on Facebook, Kindness Corner Farm. I'm on Instagram as well. <laughs> all right. Farm. Nice. Yeah, so uh, all over the place there. And um, yeah, when I have workshops that are upcoming, I also post them on the Soul Collage website as well as my own website. Um, cool. For workshops there. Yeah. Nice. Well, Jennifer, I really enjoyed our conversation so much, and I appreciate your coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great talking with you. I really enjoyed talking to Jennifer about the soul collage work. It's a very powerful experience. I've done it a couple of times, um, and it really helps bring forth parts of us that need to be heard and creating this dialogue with these parts of ourselves that maybe have not been heard before can be an incredibly powerful therapeutic experience. And um, I encourage you, if you want to know more about it, uh, I have included all the resources in the show notes and As Jennifer said, uh, parts work can be really incredibly powerful and important in therapy. And I will be exploring what parts work is through internal, the internal family systems perspective in an upcoming episode. So keep an eye out for that. Have a wonderful week. Ciao for now from This Woman Warrior. Thanks for listening and subscribing to the Woman Warriors podcast. Music was written and performed by Andy Cush. If you'd like more information on this episode, you can find the show notes, the resources shared today, and links to the guests' profiles at womanwarriors.com.